Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy whose timing is impeccable, and he's never late to recording an episode of this podcast, it's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. Unlike my brother, who's late all the fucking time. Time, time, time. <laughs> I think uh, I think there's been a few times where, like, last weekend, when you're like, I, I totally forgot about. about. By the way, I, I totally, totally forgot. I totally just burped before I started speaking. Did you hear that? No, I missed that. I went, that. burp. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you Hello, it's in. me, your brother. <laughs> Hello, it's me, your burpy brother. And then you do a podcast. Blah, blah. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we get on with this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> the clock's first ticking. Of, uh, first of all, what did you? what's going on in the art life? Uh, I've been... Well, I'm trying deciding that I, I, I want to challenge myself in 2024. I, have a, I guess it's a New Year's resolution to be more active on all social media. Yes, because, I saw your little video yesterday. It was very good. Thank you. Did you like it without me talking and the, and the text just talking instead? Yes, because I watched it on silent. So I didn't even know. Because I was in bed and people were sleeping. And I was scrolling and I saw it and I watched it. And I was just reading the text. So to be honest with you... I'm not the only one who's probably done that. So that works. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's... Look, I used to be very active on YouTube before I broke into the comic book industry. And I used to post me drawing and and also, like, me going to get portfolio reviews and all this type of stuff that, like, people really enjoyed. And I built up a pretty good following on there at one point. I mean, I know one of my videos has, like, hundreds of thousands or over 100,000 views or something. So, you know, I'm trying to diversify my exposure (laughs) (laughs) um and that's why i'm thinking i'm gonna get back into i'm gonna try and make a youtube video it's hard to say now i may just give this all up by the next podcast but we'll see i wanted to start doing a video every week and see if i can actually do that where i'll record a video on the weekend of me just chatting to the camera and then i will edit it slowly throughout the week so we'll see or it might just be silly little things but basically I just want to be able to get to a point where I can fund all my own comic book ideas through fans of me and my work instead of having to rely on an industry to pick up one of my books or have to draw for one of these major companies. I'm really interested in becoming fully independent. So so I'll see if I can make that happen next year or at least the first steps towards it. Well, that sounds good, bud. I hope that goes well for you. And I'm oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm also see- drawing for Marvel Comics and stuff like that as well. So that's Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of those videos. We'll see. It just depends on time. And speaking of time... <laughs> Shall we cast the Clock King in our live-action uh-huh, universe? Yes. Who will they cast in this part? Okay, so this is where we take a character from Batman the Animated Series when we come across them for the first time and cast them in our fan-casted live-action modern-day universe. So what would this episode look like today? Who would play who? Go back and listen to other episodes or check out our socials if you want to see who we cast as Batman or Alfred, etc. But in this episode, we come across the Clock King for the first time. Buddy, I found this somewhat difficult, but I think I got a pretty good one. Yeah. I, I had an immediate one. Did you? Okay, well, okay. And a backup. Confident. You, uh, I've got two backups, and I've got one that I'm pretty confident with, but let's hear yours first. Who do you see as the Clock King? Immediately, there was a character that sprung to mind, and it's from one of my favourite television shows, if not my favourite drama, Mad Men. 
uh, uh, this this actor can play the the you know snotty posh guy, and I could see him getting really f- fucked off and turning to a life of crime as this character vaguely does this when they are put in a dangerous position, and that's why I've chosen Jared Harris as the Clock King, who oh, you would know as I know uh, you, about. you know who I'm talking about. He's in Chernobyl. He's yes. in Resident Evil franchise, but who cares about that? Um, yes, and he's in, he's in like stuff. Morbius, that Morbius movie recently. He's like the professor that like introduces oh, Morbius he? to yeah something. I've not seen it, but I remember seeing him in the the, um, the trailers. And he'd also make a pretty good like live action Alfred at some point as well. I'm just saying, but yeah, oh okay, he's but that's a pretty good choice, and that's the one thing I I forgot about with my choice is the Britishness because mm. Clock King is British. Although he's not he's really. Like, he's just he's transatlantic, you know. Yes, that's exactly what he is. Yeah. Um, okay. I. Ooh. So I'll give you my choices, and then we'll obviously discuss. So I had some backups. I'll tell you my backups first, shall I? Sure, and I'll um, tell you my backup at the end. Yeah, ones that didn't make the cut, but I thought would have been interesting. First one was Neil Patrick Harris, MPH. Oh, I cannot stand Neil Patrick Harris. He he's would have awful been, yeah, but, in everything he's in. But Clock King is one of those people that you can't stand. Like, but I, I mean, I thought he was like he is fifty, but I don't think he's old enough um, to play the Clock King, and I don't think he's refined enough to play the Clock King. I have not liked anything Neil Patrick Harris has ever done. Oh, there's a few things I like, but yeah, not not loads. Uh, the second one, the backup was Tom Hanks, but I thought, nah, Tom Clock King's Hanks. Too- <laughs> That's such a strange choice. <laughs> but I he's could like see the, him doing. He's some. like, if you had a Mount Rushmore of like living actors, he'd be like as greatest of all time. <laughs> he'd be on there. That you can't choose that guy to be the Clock King. Well, okay. So those are my two choices that you know I didn't feel strongly enough. My final choice, the one that I selected, was Steve Buscemi as the Clock no! King. No, Steve Buscemi's such like a. He's not like a posh guy. He's like a thug. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see like, he's a the slime ball. Has that... Like that, he's so good at being a slime ball. Like, think of him in the film Fargo. Think of him uh, even in Big Daddy. Like, he's just like the slimy <laughs> guy, not the posh guy that's obsessed with time. Hey, I'm obsessed with time. Ah, Batman, what are you doing here? Get out of here, Batman. <laughs> yeah, I can see Jared Harris, but I wanted some nasally voice because that's what um, okay. this Clock King has, you know. So you do, do you not like my Jared Harris choice then? Well, I, I even though I, I can do, see I can, him hopping on that listen, train and looking. At I can Batman. see I can see him in the suit. I can see him checking his pocket watch and being like, ah, right on time. But I can see him sounding like that instead of ah, right on time. Like yeah. j- like Steve Buscemi could probably do with his his vocal pitch. <laughs> he's not a suave guy, Steve Buscemi. Um, well, I don't think the clocking suave. I think he's like trying to be cool, but he's not cool. He's annoying as hell. No, but he has a level of sophistication to him for sure true yes he, he is he smart. stands upright the way he folds his newspaper the way he sat on the bench with his cup of coffee like he's a man of posture and and definitely it comes from a, a, a upper class you know yeah well we'll get to talking about that in the episode review so who you said do you not like my jared harris i feel like you got another one in the tank i do and it's not as good i'd honestly think jared harris would be perfect here's my other this is a complete side shot but I chose someone that is a weedy guy that you could see if pushed the wrong way could end up being this motherfucker who wants to murder people and, and do all this crazy stuff. I chose from What We Do in the Shadows, Mark Prosh, or a.k.a. the energy vampire in that show. Um, oh, dude, and you that's know him the... from The Office as well. Buddy, 
You've nailed it. You've absolutely so? nailed it. He's first of all, I wanted someone that's bald because the Clock King is bald and he's got the side hair. Um, also, that guy's annoying in what we do in the shadows in the yep. best ways possible, and that's what you need for the Clock King, dude. That beats Colin Jared Robinson. Harris. Yeah, hello, Colin Robinson. Oh, that is the perfect choice. That okay. is that I don't even have to like debate it. That's locked in. That's such a good choice. No, I don't want to debate it. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm quoting? If you do, then you're the best. You had a good childhood. Um, yeah, I, I not saying that you amazing. didn't have a good childhood. If you don't know the quote, I mean that's that's an assumption. I can see that guy. What's his? What's the actor's name? It's Mark. I don't know how to say his last name. It's P R O K S C H Proksh. Let's just call him Colin Robinson. I can see him in the in the brown suit with the bowler hat and the, and and the like, glasses on. And the glasses on. I can see him twirling the like pocket watch and being like, ah, right on time, and like mm. leaning into like, I aren't I clever? I'm making time puns, you know? Yeah. Like, that's perfect, dude. That's absolutely perfect casting choice. Great. Well done. I'm happy with that. That was my backup, so that's fine. Mark Plost locked in as the Clock King. And speaking of the Clock King, are you ready to review this episode? Yep. All right, this episode is titled The Clock King. It came out on the 21st of September, 1992. Directed by Kevin Altieri, written by David Weiss, and animation by Sunrise. Featuring Kevin Conroy as Batman and Bruce Wayne, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon and the truck driver, Lloyd Bochner as Mayor Hamilton Hill, Efren Zimbliss Jr. as Alfred Pennyworth and the Judge, Marie Devon, or Mary Devon, as Summer Gleason and Miss Perkins, Jeff Bennett as Office Boy, Cab Driver and the Cop, and finally, Alan Ratchkins, or Ratchins, as the Clock King. Honourable mentions here, Sunrise animated this episode, and they previously animated episodes that we reviewed, which were Pretty Poison and The Cat and Claw Part 1. Director Kevin Altieri has been credited previously on this podcast, as well as a reoccurring guest, so go back and check out those episodes if you haven't yet already. And finally, writer David Weiss wrote this episode. This is the first time he showed up on this show. He's written other Batman episodes, which were The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne and If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? Two of my like top episodes, those to come, which I'm looking forward to reviewing. Now, it's interesting that you said that this was animated by the same people that did the Cat and the Claw one, because there was a Scooby-Doo-ness to some of this, of the way people walked. And just like the Scooby-Doo-ness of the assistant in the Cat and the Claw, when she, like, remember when she walked oh, to drink, like, yeah. the glass of lemonade? And I'm thinking, does this studio, like, I don't know, do they make Scooby-Doo? And, and like, they, they might. have, like, a base walk that they just, like, copy and paste for the anim- animation? Not literally yeah, coffin paste, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think um I think you might be I think you might be right there. There's because there's one point where Batman's walking um into the vault, I believe it is, and like the way he's like walking sideways is that Scooby Doo walk. Yeah, it's kinda like the shoulders are like swaying a bit more and it's a bit clunky as well, the way he's moving. Yeah. David Weiss is also known as one of the head creators and writers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so he spearheaded mm. most of those episodes, which is really cool. Plus, he, he wrote episodes of James Bond Jr., Transformers, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, He-Man, and Mighty Ducks, and he passed away in 2020 at the age of 65. Oh, I hope that wasn't anything to do with COVID and, and that date. 
Um, but that's quite a legendary run of childhood shows, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he, I mean, being one of the head creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like one of the biggest cartoons ever, like that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we'll see him appear as another. <laughs> and Batman, yeah. A couple of other writing creds that we'll see in other episodes to come. All right, some acting creds here. All returning characters have been credited previously on this podcast in their first appearances, such as Mary Devon as Summer Gleason in Christmas with the Joker, or Lloyd Buckner as Mayor Hill in On Leather Wings. So go back and listen to those eps if you're interested in learning more about those voice actors. As far as new credits go for this episode, we've only got one, which is Alan Ratchins, who plays the Clock King, and he's also known for playing Tony Moss in the movie Showgirls, Douglas Brackman in L.A. Law, and Norman Osborn in the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon series. Spectacular, spectacular Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So yeah, Clock King is also Norman Osborn in that show. That's an interesting range of I voice am there. Norman Osborn. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Why are you going under dwellers with the Clock King? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, utility belt of fun facts. Bruce Tim was not a fan of the color choice the animation studio used on the Clock King suit as he felt like it made him look too normal. Instead, he wanted him to look more like a supervillain with something like maybe like a, I don't know, a crimson suit or something like that. But I found the normalcy of his suit to be the most appealing part of this episode because it's a true normal, like it's a very real world scenario of a, a guy's been pushed to the limit and becomes a quote-unquote supervillain, uh, but is a, just a regular guy. I agree with you. I think that the suit doesn't matter. He's not a fashion guy trying to make a statement, right? He's just like, brown suit, that's done. Like, it's part of my schedule. Like, get dressed, same brown suit every day. You know, that type of routine. Well, I guess he does get put the glasses on, which makes him, like, uh, the quote-unquote, like, supervillain, right? Because he's got little clocks on his glasses. He's like, can't be bothered with a crimson suit, but... I, I'll jazz up my glasses a little bit. There we go. Now, now I'm a villain. <laughs> no one will recognize me. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the Clock Tower Battle, storyboarded by Brad Raider, is an homage to Castle Cagliostro, which is something I've never heard of, but apparently Kevin Altieri said that the movie, which is Ca Castle Cagliostro, is what got him into animation, so he was very happy doing his special effects work um, for this episode. And then we've got The Clock King is an original villain from DC Comics. Though his character is much different from the animated version, both characters are efficient experts who make uncanny use of timing, but the original Clock King was named William Tockman, and his crimes were motivated by the need to provide for his sister when he mistakenly believed he was dying of an illness. The Clock King first appeared as a rogue in Green Arrow, but is probably best known for his membership in the Suicide Squad, and thus a rogue of Batman and sometimes the Justice League. Oh wow, I didn't realise how deep his lore went there. I know, Suicide Squad's kind of fun with the Clock King. That makes sense, because he's got a shtick, but it's not, like, enough on its own, but as part of a team, that makes sense. I guess so. He'd always be like, guys, we're running behind schedule. We need to... It's ridiculous. <laughs> so annoying. Everyone's like, we know. Just shut up. <laughs> he's like, this is all I do. Um, you guys bother King... me all the time. <laughs> What's the Clock King doing? I'm serving time. Get it? Anybody? <laughs> the Clock King's name, Temple Fugit, is a play on the Latin expression Tempus Fugit, meaning time flies. And this episode breaks the status quo by having Batman making all his appearances by day. Yes, very strange that we get Batman by day. And also a bit loose of Bruce to be 
walking out of his car, fully dressed as Batman. Like, anybody could see that. And my favorite is that they drive through Gotham traffic midday, and someone must look over at, like... I'm pretty sure that the Bruce Wayne's car would probably be embroidered like Wayne, Matt, you know, Wayne family plaque on it or something, right? Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Yeah, you, I just, thought... you just look and there's just like a posh English man and he waves at you. And in the background <laughs> is just Batman who waves at you as well. I like, what if someone walks by and they're like, hey, is that Batman in a Rolls Royce? And who's yeah. that guy with him? He's wearing a name tag that says Bruce Wayne's butler? Like, what? This guy? And the, the license, license plate... Slitchy plate... <laughs> says Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> says Bruce the Juice Wayne. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce the Juice on it. Bruce to Juice. I am Batman. <laughs> but with a four instead of an A. <laughs> I did love Alfred being a part of the adventure in this one. I thought he was a great yes. replacement Robin. Yes, he reminds me in this episode more of, um, what's his name? Lucky, no, Happy Hogan from oh, Iron yeah. Man. Just like being like uh, his personal bodyguard and traveling around with him. Um, yeah. It was, you know, very, very old school Iron Man vibes. But this episode, though, was very Batman 66. You had like knockout gas being used during the robbery. You had a villain using puns like for his gimmick the whole time. And you had Batman out in broad daylight for the entire episode. Like yeah. nothing's more 66 than that. Yeah, you're very right. The music, uh, I think the Clock King's theme is okay, but it's much better in his next appearance when he comes back in Time Out of Joint. That's when it's like... And we didn't get that in this one. So he does come back then. He does. He does reappear in another so, episode. So, I mean, is this the only episode we've seen so far where the villain gets away at the end or the whole show? Or... Oh, I think you're right. Because, yeah, Killer Croc went... To, to jail didn't he and then you had scarecrow got busted joker's been busted every single time oh buddy i think you're right i think this and is Ivy and, and two-face and yeah uh what about um the first episode with the man bat did he get away oh wait no batman was like i cured him here you go back into society you go do you remember okay well that means he's still caught then yeah exactly yeah he was cured so i guess you're right. did he capture clay it melted clay no face. you're right Clayface got away at the end you're right yeah he, he was the, he was the woman at the end remember and then he yes. like laughed and the Clayface got away <laughs> Merry Christmas everyone Merry Christmas everybody it's December <laughs> It snowed so last night. The uh, the the music though. The one thing I did figure out is the end fight had uh, making Christmas vibes to it. It was like bam 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 bam. It was doing like that during really? the whole thing. Yeah, I, it was I really noticed cool. that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, Danny Elfman, Shelley Walker. You know, like it's they all blend, so that's cool. So, Clock King, what do you think of this character? I dug it. Like I, I went on this with low expectations. And I had fun. I mean, the opening of the episode is very like strangers on a train with like two people meeting on the train. It also, it also reminded me, I don't want to bring it up again, but of Mad Men when uh, Pete Campbell is on the train and he's always chatting to this one guy and he, the guy has no idea that Pete Campbell's been sleeping with his wife. It's just like that, like traveling into Gotham, like two mid to upper class guys like chatting like that's such an old school vibe you know and it was i just love it's like what is the what is this episode trying to say that don't yeah. fuck around if you got a schedule stick to it 
Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. like your whole life would get fucked. Like the moral of the story was like, you know, he was like, just get a bit loose, live a little. And the worst things happened to him. He fucking didn't stick to time. And then that went to, like to the court. And like the guy was like, you owe all this money and you're fucked. And it was just like the worst outcome. And that's why I love when he turns and looks at the camera and just goes, ah, like zooms in on his face because he is the most frustrated anybody could be at that point yeah I, I i thought that was so funny and also his lawyer looked a lot like howard stark and there's another iron man thing he had like the pencil thin mustache and like the suit and i loved how when he lost the case the lawyer just looked at him shrugged his shoulders and walked off like not my fucking life <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i just think it's so funny like that it, it was literally the worst possible scenario i thought he was gonna wake up and be like oh thank god that was a nightmare like because i'm sure he's been tempted his whole life to break the cycle, right? Like, what if I didn't have my cup of coffee at three o'clock? Like, everything would be fine. And the fact that it's the worst possible thing that could happen to him is just very funny to me. So I yeah. don't blame him for being a supervillain. And I was kind of rooting for him in this episode. I was like, but, fuck them all up. But the thing is, it's like, why did... Like, Mayor Hill gave him the worst advice ever because he's the mayor of Gotham City. Like, 12 but million was, people depend on him. Was he the him. mayor when he gave that him... that Because he said he was... Just running a law firm because it was seven years before, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he wasn't the mayor, but still, crappy advice. Like, dude, you're you're like the guy that should not be like, hey, relax. Like, screw your schedule. Forget about the twenty million dollar indictment. Chill. Like, what is that twenty million dollar indictment that Clock King had against his company? Like, why? What was he <laughs> like, doing? Oh, I was I was dumping toxic waste, but never mind about that. I'm still a, a nice innocent man. Like, what What was his business? What was he doing? I don't even know what that business was. Timeshares! <laughs> I would hate to work for the Clock King, though. Like, imagine, like, he watched your every move. Like, he knew how long it would take to make a copy. If you're using the toilet, like, he's like, ah, it's Wednesday, which means yesterday was Taco Tuesday. Alex will be spraying down the bowl for precisely four minutes and 32 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how long it takes to spray down the bowl? All right, I knew you say so. <laughs> Like but you know what? You would get on his good. You become a number two quite quick if you're like four number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> if you did it in like uh, three minutes and fifty nine seconds, he'd be like, "Oh, motherfucker!" <laughs> or maybe he'd hate that. He'd be like, "No, you're throwing up. You're early now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's taking it all into account. If he tried to time you taking a shit, he'd lose a whole day of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fifteen minutes. What the fuck are you still doing in there? Oh, I pooed a bit ages ago. I like just sitting on the toilet. This is my time. Time! And also, if those papers were so important, why didn't he make the guy make copies of them? Like, he lost them in the park, and then he was like, screw. Yeah, how, make a copy how of How are they the only copies? Seriously. Like, come on, dude. That was ridiculous. So I love Alfred poo-pooing the food at the fundraiser that the mayor hosts. Like, do you think he was intimidated by the food? Like, if Master Bruce prefers theirs over mine, then I might get the sack. <laughs> That's why I've been doing extra duties, like driving him around as Batman as well and <laughs> taking him to get his cape washed and... <laughs> Listening to the radio and the scanner and doing my little duties. Oh, you fool. You're supposed to wash the cape yourself, not take Bruce to go get it washed. Oh, Alfred, you fool. 
I love Alfred's sass as well after the car accident. Like, he doesn't scream and yell at the guy, just calmly fires off, like, a sarcastic remark and, like, immediately thinks it's his fault as well. Like, I better immediately lay the blame on a taxi driver or else the fender bender will be coming out of my salary, you know? Like, he's like, oh, taxi, taxi drivers don't stop at uh, red lights anymore, I see. Well, imagine if Bruce Wayne was, like, Larry David, where he's, like, a billionaire, but he's such a stickler for, like, money. <laughs> Well, it's like, Alfred, this, this fender bed is going to cost us like three grand. Like, oh my God. It's like, sir, you fart three grand every millisecond. I don't think you've even seen three grand in your life because that's, that's like a pocket change for you, sir. Pennies. Pennies on the pound and I'm a penny worth. Hey. Hey, I'm worth every penny. That's why you hired me. Isn't that right? <laughs> Uh, also, Clark King's plan is, I think, rubbish. Like, he plotted for seven years, and his plot is to, like, take down Mayor Hill to start with by causing a traffic jam? Like, he's like, ah, the traffic jam, because everyone blames the mayor, like, they call him, like... I think it's like, a snowball effect, though. I don't think it's, like, this is, this is the end. It's, he, he's constantly digging into him. That's why he has the poster that says, like, no mayor De-elect. or whatever. Yeah, De-elect. Mayor Hill, yeah. I think he's just constantly making him look bad. That's his thing. Yeah, I guess it did work as well because all the traffic, the people in traffic were blaming the mayor. They were like, hey, that's Mayor Hill over the hill. People are petty. If I got caught in traffic and and someone was like, it's that guy's fault and he's up for re-election, I'd be like, fuck that guy. I'm not going to vote for that prick. (laughs) I love how the clock king, like, he just works for you. You're like, his plot, his whole stick, his his whole thing. solid revenge. The guy gave him terrible advice, so fuck him. And Mayor, you know, (laughs) does anybody really like Mayor Hill? He's kind of shady, right? Like... Does he, yeah, has he's he not... technically done shady stuff, but that dude's getting paid under the table for something. Well, he doesn't care about his kid, Jordan. We know that. He, like, no. let Jordan get kidnapped by a fucking murderous clown. So, yeah, he's he's not the best mayor. Gotham is arguably riddled with the most crime it's ever had, so not doing a great job on that front. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was going for this guy, I'd be like, can you keep these? Like, even Batman would be like, for fuck's sake, can you keep them in Arkham? Like, I do you know how long it takes me to capture them? And I've sacrificed my life, my time. I could be hanging out with Alfred or Robin, you know, playing Cluedo. That's that's Alfred's favorite game. And he Cluedo. never gets to play it because I always have to go capture the freaking the Riddler or the Joker. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, Arkham Kings... is privately owned. I can't do it. Oh, oh, it's privately owned, is it? <laughs> I guess Clarkin's his greatest nemesis. <laughs> yeah. And we put him in, like, the D for Dookie tier when we were ranking him, but maybe he's gone up a few after this well, episode. I was a bit shocked at how well he can handle himself against Batman. You know what I'm he saying? He thought like, he was so cool when he first confronts Batman. Like, he's just standing there, leaning on his cane, spinning his little pocket watch, using the word time way too much. He, like... Yeah, well, that's his he, he had like five locked and ready to go, and he used all five. He wasn't like, oh, that's the best one. He's like, nah, I gotta give them all. I spent some time developing these. What seasoning do you like on your roast potatoes, Batman? Is it rosemary and thyme? <laughs> oh, this fucking guy. I'm reoccurring. <laughs> Like time, like time, <laughs> got him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, well, Clock King's got to have some fans, and he's got a fan in you. I, I'm kind of like, yeah, he's an all right but villain. But to get back to what I was saying, Batman like completely confronts him on the top of the clock. Like, gotcha, I'm gonna take you down. And he uses his like sword. He's like, ha ha, and like he knocks Batman off of the clock. Like it's no problemo. The way he moves around like the clock, like. He's got some skills. Yeah, he does. And he did say, well, he spent seven years and he's like, I've studied news footage of you and like how you fought. <laughs> for seven years, I went and I trained around the world, Batman, for the greatest clock <laughs> masters and fences. 
<laughs> it took me a lot of time, Batman, but I did it. My <laughs> um, love that Batman moment is when Bruce runs up the stairs of the building to get to the rooftop to confront Clock King, and you see his shadowy silhouette as Bruce Wayne, and yeah. as it goes like up, you suddenly see Batman running. I thought that was cool, and you get the Batman cool. theme. I thought it would be so funny if when Clock King blindly fell back off the building to land on the 915 train, which is always six minutes early, according to him, that it wasn't early that day, like, and he just splats down on the train tracks. <laughs> like, Batman's and just they, like, And then oh, gets run over by the train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Batman's like, a gruesome fate for a gruesome man. <laughs> Imagining, like, all the things that Clock King's like, okay, I've studied everything, and just everything goes fucking wrong. Like, on that one day, he's just like, why today? Why? He turns to the camera again. <laughs> you know what? If you think about it, a guy has a traumatic experience, so he dedicates the next seven years of his life to bettering himself to get revenge. Like, who am I talking about here? Batman or the Clock King? Yeah, they are story. very similar. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's always a certain level of like what Bruce Wayne could have been if he didn't become Batman and all his villains. And I guess he could have become the Clock King. Alfred would have been like, I quit, sir. I can't deal with all these fucking puns. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the return of the infrared Cyclops specs in this episode. We've seen them before on Leather Wings mm. and in the Underdwellers. And I don't think Batman really needed them to find that pocket watch. Like... He looked around and it was just clearly there. I know he zoomed in and he like saw the serial number, which I thought was cool as a way to like track down Clock King's lair and such. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when he first like scans, I'm like, you know, like it's clearly a pocket watch is there. Like that's what set the bomb off, right? Like there's nothing well, so else. It would have you led to believe, you know, that you never know. It's better be safe than sorry. I did like the scene when he captures Batman and he and he goes to like open the door. He's like, ah, that would take eleven minutes and you've only got ten. And then he goes to the bomb and he's like, Oh yes. Batman, like that's rigged with explosives. So I know you got plenty of gas masks, so I'm just gonna take all the oxygen out. Ta-ta. Batman nearly died there as well. He did. Is the Clock King one of his greatest arch villains? <laughs> similar story, like this, like very similar, and um, just a, a, an absolute force to be reckoned with. Yeah, because every move you're going to make, Clock King's already anticipated it and knows how long it's going to take. So he's obviously built that trap around all of those like contingencies. Mm. Um, yeah, the only question I have here, bud, is he's got this oxygen pump bomb device thing that's going to go off and batman obviously has to get out of the vault before all of the oxygen's sucked out of the room i get mm -hmm. that cool plot but why did he use the reel from the cassette tape to create this like pulley system yeah. to throw a batarang at it like why didn't he just fucking pick it up and move it picking, picking it up could have exploded it but picking it up with what Cassette tape reel isn't yeah. Well, the he same did it. He went it behind. He went behind sandbags, and then he did it like oh, in there. case it exploded. Just in case it exploded. That's true. The sandbags. I forgot about that. I, I guess they were full of like coins because they're not sandbags, are they? Oh, that's true. Well, you know what? Very clever of Batman, right? Yeah. Okay, I get that. Then moving it and throwing it. All right. Because I thought like he wasted all of that time fucking creating this pulley system when he could have just picked the bomb up, chucked a batarang at it, and be like, "Done. I'm out, baby." With only what? a minute to spare. It's like a bad escape room experience <laughs> where people think they built the best escape room ever, and you're like, "I solved that fucker in like a minute." I think next time he'll bring him a mini oxygen tank with him, right? Next time he goes out. Um, I Which I'm surprised he doesn't have, because doesn't he have like a little like Phantom Menace mouthpiece thing for going scuba diving? Yeah, or like Thunderbolt. That's they oxygen. 
That's oxygen, yeah. So you could just use that, right? But then, no, hang on. The oxygen is being circulated through the water. Oh, okay. In that device. So well, I don't know. Stick a fishbowl over your head with water in it. <laughs> That's his new costume, like, Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need a costume that gives me oxygen all the time. I'll never run out of oxygen again, Alfred. There's the weirdest exchange between the police officer and Gordon as well in this episode. Yes, I noticed this too, and I thought Gordon was an absolute dickhead here. Yeah. A subway train has crashed in front of millions, well, not millions, hundreds of people. Yeah. Super dangerous. It, the, the the trains are flying everywhere. And once it's over, a police officer runs up to his freaking uh, commissioner <laughs> and it's like, oh, commissioner, only minor, minor injuries, thank God. Like, just basically being like, Everything's okay. And what is Gordon doing instead of being like, oh, thank God, thank you for that information that no one is in mortal danger. Instead, he grabs the guy by the shirt and yeah. pulls him up to his eye level. And it's like, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff, you <laughs> douchebag. Where is the person I'm looking for? Like, Where's the mayor? Sh- Where's the fucking mayor? I would I would not like Gordon after that if I was that police officer. Because, I, you know, he's just like, oh, Gordon, thank God no one was hurt. And then he's like, oh, wait, well, I guess Gordon doesn't fucking like me then. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I worked so hard for this moment. And I thought, like, this yeah. would be our moment where we bonded. And I was like, so guys, you know, told him. Do you know how quickly I had to scan the room to see that no one was hurt? Like, <laughs> it was it was a big job that I did really quickly. <laughs> I was so proud of it that I ran up to you to tell you immediately. And now, I like, you're not going to remember this. I'm not going to get a promotion for this. I did my job really well. This is promoting level stuff right here. I should be promoted. Where's the mayor? Ah, shit. (laughs) I do not know. (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) Only may he'll die, thank God. (laughs) That guy sucked, right? He caused a traffic jam on the I-95 last week. If anyone deserved to die in this accident, it was May Hill. (laughs) Imagine being the mayor, though, and, like, you tell someone on the train one morning, take your coffee break 15 minutes later, Mm. and then seven years later, you're about to be crushed by giant clock hands. Like, what the fuck? Do you think he's given bad advice to other people, like, through time? Time! Did you say time? Every one of them is the clock king. They all obsessed with time. It's like him at college and he's, like, smoking a bowl with, like, his roommate. Oh, I'm going to be late for class. I just know it. Man, you just got to, like, chill. Hit this bomb. And then, then go to class and everything will be all right. And he's like, okay. And he hits the bong. He misses the class. He gets, he fails the paper, which means he, he gets expelled or no, his grade lowers. He doesn't get the job. He's like, I was going to give you the job, but since you've got this grade on this test and you're number one competitor, pass with flying colors, who is Mayor Hill, by the way, future mayor. Of the city. <laughs> he goes through his whole... <laughs> He goes through his whole life in that scenario. That would be really funny. That would be amazing. He's fucked up like 20 people's lives, just casually telling them to take their break 15 minutes later and be 15 minutes late for something. That's his MO. Everyone's in such a hurry. Oh my God. What's the rat? Oh, rat race. Am I right? Oh, little rat in the race. You know what the rat, how the rat gets the cheese? Chills. I'm fine. I'm going to be mayor, baby. (laughs) Hey, look, me becoming the mayor? Only a matter of time, I'm right. <laughs> I can do a time joke too. So uh, Batman even joins in on the time puns and says, "I'm here to clean your clock fuel." Yeah. and I was Excuse like, "Excuse me, Batman." Yeah, that's, that's the clock puns to me. <laughs> 
I deduced that it took you two minutes and 32 seconds to come up with that pun, and I think your <laughs> butler helped you with it. And if I had to judge the joke, I'd say it's a bit guano. There you go. Stick to that lane. <laughs> I'd say it's a bit out of time, Batman. Even that was reaching for me, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, so what did you think of the final fight in the clock tower then? Oh, it was just, you know, it's it's the classic the show does where it's like, and we have a big set piece battle in the third act, right? Like, yeah, we've had yeah. the planetarium. Now we're fighting inside a giant clock. And like, yeah. it'll be something else that's massive. Like, I don't know, like fighting in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and like all that type of stuff. It's always <laughs> well, against, something like that. Against Turkey Man or something like that. Yeah. Gobble, gobble, Batman. <laughs> President's going to pardon me of all my crimes, just like he pardons a turkey every year. <laughs> and don't cook me with rosemary and thyme. <laughs> it's me, the clock king. I'm here to roast your turkey, turkey man. <laughs> oh, Batman. So I also, did you notice Batman makes the funniest noise when his legs are tied up by a pocket watch? And I was like, imagine if that's how Batman dies. <laughs> like, just takes out I'm by a pocket you, watch. I don't know if Batman was having an off week or an off day, but clocking was dominating him. You could say he was cleaning his clock. I was cleaning his clock. <laughs> I already said uh, that one. Uh, well, it was a good one. <laughs> I'm taking it. So Clock King falls to his, suspo- uh, his supposed death and Batman saves the mayor. Then Gordon can't believe that he might have survived, but Batman thinks it's only a matter of time until we see the Clock King <laughs> again. I'm, like, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, stop it. I, I'm going to disappear now, but I, I'm sorry to speak up. <laughs> Gordon turns around and looks at Batman. He's like, you're the Clock King. Gordon's <laughs> like, this is the guy that's been giving you shit? The guy that, like... <laughs> outsmarted you nearly killed you like could beat you in fencing this little motherfucker <laughs> he looks like just like somebody cosplaying as the riddler like come on man a bowler hat you're gonna die by a man in a bowler hat i knew it was only a matter of time until you started making oh <laughs> that's it you're under arrest as well that's fine i'll escape from Arkham like all the other motherfuckers do thanks mayor hill <laughs> yeah he blames the mayor <laughs> Everyone's always like, thanks, Obama. Oh, yeah. Thanks, ah, gas prices are rising in Gotham again. Thanks, thanks Mayor, Mayor Hill. Hill. <laughs> That's brilliant. Ah, Netflix took the office of a fucking their streaming platform. Thanks, Mayor Thanks, Hill. Mayor Hill. <laughs> ah, my lasagna is cooked on the outside, but it's still frozen in the middle. <laughs> Classic thanks, Mayor, Mayor Hill, Hill move right there. <laughs> He must have come in here and, and, and changed the, the time that I was cooking. Did you say time? The time? The time has changed. Look, you needed to cook it. It was actually me. Ah, but you think it's the mayor. Ah, my plan is working. Success. <laughs> what time did you set on the microwave, huh? <laughs> okay, that's too many times. <laughs> oh, God. So that is the end of the episode. And, buddy, like always, I ask you, does this make your top three? No, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, and I now so, now I think uh, I would put the clocking high on on our ranking list now. Interesting. Where do you think he would go? A B? Uh, well, C. Yeah, C. Clock. C for clock. <laughs> C for clock. I burped when I said C. <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard that, but there you I go. Think that's, that's two burps. In this that's episode. two burps I've done while speaking. I am getting older, and I cannot control what comes out of my throat. That's what she yeah. said. All right, moving so, on. <laughs> yes, okay, so we've got 
Our top three, just to remind everyone, is still in no particular order. On Leather Wings, Two-Face Part 1, and Joker's Fever. That is correct. All right, so our next episode, Ben will return to review Batman Returns, as we will be doing Batman at the movies. So Ben and I will be reviewing Batman Returns, and we'll be taking a well-deserved break, as he's got a lot of deadlines he's going to meet. And then after that, we will have our final episode of the year, which will be our toy review and ranking episode, which I'm really looking forward to, but I've already started like gathering up some uh, images of toys and going down memory lane. Can't wait to share that with you. That's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be fun, yeah. Then we'll take a break for Christmas and New Year's and probably come la, back. La, 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 la. And your birthday is my, and my oh, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll come back probably around mid-January. Have a, a good old break for Christmas and New Year's and my birthday. And then we'll come back with our review of Appointment in Crime Alley. Do you remember that episode? Appointment in Crime Alley. No, I don't. It's the Yeah, that's um it's kind of like a there's no major villain. I mean Ed Asner's uh Rowan Daggett shows up. Yeah, those are like my favorite type of episodes. I I like a slower burner. Yeah, you do. It's all like about like That's where we got the smelly squad from and and the the drill and all that stuff. Yeah, the driller. Yeah, that's right. And the the eye gouge. What was it what was the joke? The plucker! The plucker! I'm gonna pluck your eyes! Ah! <laughs> uh, go back and check out our episode reviews of POV and the Cat and the Claw Part One to hear those jokes if you don't know what we're talking about. Wow, you know the episodes? Goddamn. Nerd! Right. Big time nerd. All right, well, let's show off your nerdy side and let's play Riddle Me This, Willie M. Focus! 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 But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. <laughs> this is a game I play with my brother where I ask him three questions on the episode we just watched to make sure he was paying attention. Feel free to play along at home or in your car or wherever you are. Okay, question one, buddy. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What is Clock King's real name? Oh, it's... it's it's. You said it was... Uh... A thing that sounded like the the uh, Latin version of time passing or something like that. Yes, how time like, flies. It starts with like a T. It's like t- Titus. Close. Tuta. Close. Uh, time flies. The Latin expression is Titus tem- Flinch. Is tempest, tempest night. Fugit. Ah. And what's his? And what do you think? Ah, I I really fugit it up. <laughs> his actual name is Temple Fugit. Temple Fugit, okay. Question two. How many years does it take for Clock King to exact his revenge? Seven. That's correct. And finally, question three. What time does Clock King take his coffee break, and what time does Mayor Hill tell him to take it instead? Three o'clock, and he, the stupid cunt, said 3.15, and it ruined my Whoa. life. <laughs> thrown around the C-word. You say C-word, Clock? No, we didn't say that one. What? It, this is England. We, we, it's like saying mate over here. <laughs> okay, and then our next game is... A, oh, actually, just well done. You got two out of three. Yay! <laughs> okay, our next game is Ace, the Bat Sound.
This is a game that we play with you, the listener. Each week I'll play a brief music clip from the show and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week we had this music clip. And if you still don't know, here's a clue of a voice clip from that episode. Who are you? What do you want? The first thing I want is for you to stop asking stupid questions. All right, buddy. I gave you a clue last time where it was the title of an Alfred Hitchcock film. So what character do you think that music is for with that clue? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I love, I love, you really do forget. So the name of the character is Count Vertigo. Ah, voice. yes, because you said it was Vertigo, yeah. Yeah, voiced by uh, Basil Exposition. I always forget his actual name, but Basil Exposition <laughs> from Austin Powers. And that is his Shit, theme. cock, bugger, bugger, bugger. <laughs> well, that's a little reference to his character, Kirby Enthusiasm. Um, and then, yeah, so that theme for Count Vertigo is from the episode Off Balance, which is his one and only appearance on this show. All right, here's the musical clip for next week's episode where you'll have to name the episode that the music is from. That was a Deep Cuts episode, and I'll be pretty surprised if people get it, because it was... Uh, what's the clue I can give? Um, the title is the name of a wild cat twice. There we go. That's what I'm going to say. Wild cat twice? You will never get it. No! Whoa! You just said it! Did I? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to bleep that out! I said oh. it in, in my uh, come pow, enter the fist voice. <laughs> when we get oh, to that episode. Birthday. <laughs> well, birthday, birthday. <laughs> when we get to the episode, you're going to mm, say that. I'm just a birdie too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, okay, yeah, you'll have next week to guess it, but I think probably everyone's figured it out now. Knowing why, it's you, why, why did you ask me next week? And I'll be like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, just like this time. Yeah, you will. Okay, it's our next category of the day, which is You've Got Mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by Messenger. You've Got Mail. Thank you, Alfred. This is where I take all of your comments, emails, messages, and specifically podcast reviews and read them out on the pod. 
So first up, we've got listener Anton Holtzman. He emailed and he said, Hi guys, I only wanted to say that I made it into your top 2% of listeners on Spotify this year. And I just want to thank you all for all the awesome content you've been and still are putting out. I grew up with BTAS and I still think it's the best animated show ever. My first ever episode of your pod was your Two-Face Part 1 review. And I've enjoyed that episode enough to listen to all your previously released episodes. Ever since then, I'm a huge fan of the pod and I only want to thank you for all the content you've put out. Oh, well. Thank you, and you're welcome. Yeah, that was really nice. Thank you, Anton, for writing that in. Um, and big thank you to all that shared our Spotify year stats on socials as well. Buddy, we had, like, thousands of people in, like, top, like, five podcasts they listened to, or top three or something like that. It was it was really great. Really nerds! Great <laughs> Next up, we've got Andrew Lucklin. What a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna give him a purple nipple. <laughs> Alright, we got Andrew Lucklin up next who messaged us on Instagram. He said, Hello, I found your podcast on Instagram and immediately Hello. Followed... <laughs> Are you Kevin from the office? Hi. It's just uh, the way you said hello. Wait, he said hello, exclamation point. I know, but it's it was very ugly. It made me want to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Andrew Lucklin has said hello. Hello, Andrew. <laughs> I found your podcast on Instagram and immediately followed the podcast proper on Spotify. You guys are great and it's the perfect show to have going at work or driving or drowning out my own annoying inner monologue. Anyways, wanted to give a shout out. What are you, Dexter? Are you going to murder somebody? (laughs) Tonight's the night. I'm going to listen to Batman the Animated Series podcast. (laughs) He said, anyways, wanted to give a shout out and show some support. However, I need to know, do you or your brother do the dog voice for Tatum the dog? Because that pup sounds especially like Robin. Now I know who Andrew is talking about here because me and my girlfriend love Tatum he's this like Instagram TikTok dog he's got a very funny voice and I can't do his voice nearly as well as and I do his voice all the time we quote him all the time in our house so I, that's one of the reasons I read this out because I, I really like Tatum the dog says my girlfriend but no we do not do the voice for Tatum the dog because on, if we did um, I don't know I mean like I won't no, know. No. I mean, I don't, I've never seen it, so I wouldn't be able to judge it. So just do it. Should I play I want like a, a biscuit? I want a treat. Well, I want a treat. Yeah. I want a treat. Something like that. It's kind of like, it's not Cartman. And, uh, it's not yeah, that sound Cart- of Cartman. That's like your South Parky voice. Yeah, yeah. So hang on. Let's. Are you stalking? No, I like mine. I actually don't know what mine looks like because I don't care. Oh, it is very it like is you. Crazy. Yeah, it's like my Robin. Like, it's like mine. I don't care. Yeah, I just yeah, have to hear it. Is, it it's a little bit between your Robin and your South Park voice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it is has like that, that. Um, New York twang of like the Harry Potter. Well, they're from or Maine. Coffee, like the yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah, and he's the words. And they're from Maine, where I lived for a while. They they live very close to where I used to live, which I thought was another coincidence. But they're very funny. I had an ex that spoke like that. She was like, "You want a cup of coffee?" I'm like, yeah, I want a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds nice. Coffee. Well, uh, I love Tatum. So thank you, Andrew, for writing all that in, and thank you for listening. And hopefully, we drown out your urge to kill people, which is now the narrative that we've created. Yes, don't do that. <laughs> All right, Dave Francois Art on Instagram says, Hey guys, I just discovered your podcast. I'm currently on episode two. I'm very excited to listen through all of the episodes. My siblings and I grew up with BTAS, so it's a load of fun to hear you guys reminisce. And as a freelance artist, I have a lot of time to listen. All the best, gents. Also, I'm glad to hear you have a Spider-Man the Animated Series podcast. I will certainly jump into that one next or simultaneously, question mark. Anyway, thanks for the quick response. Have a wicked awesome week. Sincerely, Dave from Canada. 
Another soldier in the trenches of the freelance art game. I salute you! <laughs> Good luck, Dave. I'm glad that we can entertain you whilst you're trying to do your freelance thing. Then we've got listener Selena Calablesi, or Calablesi. Never know which one it is. She's written in a few times. Written on Spotify on our Adrian Barbeau episode. She said, I'm happy you all did this interview. Catwoman is my favourite. I'm so excited about this. I'm in LA and would love to meet Adrian. Also, y'all need to have a black Thanksgiving meal. And I'm thinking, what is ah, that? Ah, you know what? She's right. Really? Oh my God, yes. The food choice, yeah. Good shout. Yeah, if you want to know Americans that can do, like, roasts good, it's definitely the black community. That's for sure. Really? Like, like collard greens, uh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're like right. All of that stuff. It's it's so superior to the fucking marshmallow garbage. So, <laughs> you know what? You are a hundred percent right. So I would, you know what? If you could write in uh, again, if you got the time, but just give us the list of what your classic like American black Thanksgiving meal is, because I guarantee, and we'll we'll read it out. And I'll probably start drooling because it'll be great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Selena. And if you don't mind doing that, that'd be amazing. And we'll read out your menu on the next episode. Okay. We got a few more. We got Redback Cosplay on TikTok. He says, Hey, Robson Brothers, I found your TikTok a few months ago and started listening to your podcast. Batman and Spider Man are my two favorite comic characters. And listening to your shows reignited my love for both of these shows. I got all caught up on both your podcasts whilst working. That's a lot of hours, bud. Both of our podcasts whilst working? Both? And the he podcast only... went for like four years. And he found us a few months ago. So that's a lot of Robson. That's, that's way too, too much. That's too much us. Yeah. Uh, he said, so I got all caught up on both your podcasts whilst working, working out, walking my dog, etc. So I wanted to say thank you for the hours and hours of entertainment. Even can, you, you guys... can you work out for us and walk our dogs for us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and work for us too? Just like, I don't know, lift my legs while I'm working or something. Get some blood pumping through them. He said, so I want to say thank you for the hours of entertainment, even though you guys have me cracking up at the most inappropriate times. One question I have is, will you be finishing the Spider-Man, the animated series, bud? Again, thank you guys for the laughs, the nostalgia, and most importantly, for reigniting my love for both of these shows. Will we finish the Spider-Man pod? We've been asked that a lot recently, haven't we? We will. We When, when we finish this podcast, we will do, or maybe we'll pepper it in, but we just we discussed this the other day there's what 11 episodes of that show left yes and we've done the rest of the show yeah we should commit to finishing it so we will at some point yeah it's just uh my brother when... really wanted to do this show because batman the animated series is his favorite show of all time yeah um and he's grown the podcast tremendously with this podcast so he made a good decision so we will go back and finish the other one eventually but for now stick around here yeah, exactly. We like being in Gotham, but we will head back to the streets of New York to do some the final 11 <laughs> I was too quick there. Uh, <laughs> wow. Then we have Amusing Moose on YouTube on our ranking video. Amusing Moose said, Holy crap, you're a legit comic artist? Meaning you, because you're an artist. <laughs> yes, sadly. <laughs> Your art is displayed in that video. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, our ranking video is up. Everybody go check that out, and you'll be able to see some pages of um, Batman that you drew for DC. Oh, cool. Good you job, saw the buddy. fucking video. <laughs> Oh, I didn't finish the video. 
I tried to watch it twice. Woo! I was like, I was there. I've drank it. I know what. I know what's gonna happen. Okay, well, you got your clay face in there, and you've got the court. I know you worked scene. so hard on it as well. Just, so hard. Uh, it's just a bit long for me. Forty-two yeah. minutes. I ain't got the time for that. And you've already, as you said, you're already there. But you I forget everything happen. anyway. You're like, who do we rank? What do we do? Yeah, maybe in a month I'll watch it and be like, wow, that's some good. That was some good choices. <laughs> I would have put clocking a bit higher. <laughs> C for clock. Oh man. Okay, and then we've got finally Connor Thigpen. Connor Thigpen on YouTube. Connor. Connor Thigpen. Connor Thigpen has said, Not that I'm ready for you guys to be done with BTAS, but just curious, do you ever plan on doing the Batman Beyond cartoon? I really hope so. Buddy, we also discussed this. I can check a bow! I can check a bow! It's like my farts when I'm trying to hold them in. Well, speaking of the Batman Beyond music, it was just released that they'll on December the 8th this year on all streaming platforms for music and now it'll be coming out on vinyl and everything will be the Batman Beyond Volume 1 soundtrack. So the music from that show is finally being released. They've never released it before. So that's pretty cool. But back to... It cost you 250 quid or something Yeah, well, I'm just going to get it on Spotify. But back to Connor the Thigpen's question. Will we be doing Batman Beyond? Now, buddy, we talked about this the other day and we originally were setting out to just do a few episodes of that show that had to do with Bruce Wayne. But looking at how this DCAU grows and Bruce Wayne is in almost every single episode of that show and it's really cool to still be in Gotham but in the future, what do you think about doing Batman Beyond after this and continuing this podcast into Batman Beyond? Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with that. I just think um, it will probably be finish this one, wrap up Spidey and then maybe do Batman Beyond or Samurai Jack, or whatever cartoon. Look, we're around for an hour for you guys every week for the next, well, until I have a heart attack from drinking too much scotch. <laughs> so we better start reviewing so, every day because you're, you're on your way out. Next year is our last year. <laughs> I've been having a weird twitch in my leg recently, so oh, could God. be the old DVT sending in as it's a family curse. <laughs> and I put on three pounds recently, and, and uh, I ate about seven Quality Street before we started this, so... Quality Street, huh? Mr. Poo Poo in that, and now you're eating Quality Lester Street. Lester got them, and she was right. You just they said are... Lester. <laughs> yes, it's a nickname for my wife. Uh, my wife got them, and she was right because she said, "Don't they, are they nostalgic tasting for Christmas?" And when she said that, I was like, "You're right. I don't like the taste of them, but they taste like Christmas." Because as I said, we used to always eat Quality Street when we used to go to our friend's house at Christmas in America. Uh, and I used to always eat the strawberry one because I was just a seven-year-old kid that was like, I want the sweetest one you have, please. That's the worst but one. But I have to admit, I love coconut. The coconut one is one of the worst fucking coconut We should have saved this for what you're putting in your holes. Yeah, sorry, tangent, tangent. <laughs> oh, speaking of tangent, doesn't someone record something? Oh, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so listener Mike Lancelot Heard the call for a Robson Rant jingle. Now, there's no music added, and I'm hoping to add some music, but we got a couple of options here, bud. You ready to listen to some of these options, and you can pick the one you like the most, and then we'll put a little jingle over it. And every time you go on one of your freaking rants, I can hit play and just let you know that you're you're going on too long. Yeah, wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. All right. All right. All right. 
Ready? This is the first one. Don't silence me, goddammit. <laughs> I have the... to get the rods out. I need some sort of... Now that I've quit smoking, I need some way of getting my stress out. Okay, here's the first one. Robson's ranting. <laughs> so that's, very... it. <laughs> that's, that's it? That's Robson's it? Robson's ranting. And then we got this one. Robson's ranting. <laughs> I like that one a bit more. <laughs> yeah, and then finally we've got this one. Maybe something else like the deep orchestral, like Robson's ranting, Robson's ranting. <laughs> I like the middle one, I think. Yeah, so you like this one? Robson's ranting. <laughs> yeah, if you if you played that one, I'm ranting. That one, yeah, that's fine. Okay, good job. Uh, who wrote, who said that in? That's Mike Lancelot. Lancelot. Okay. Thank you for your hard effort of singing one line of dialogue. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, because I'm You're a, a dick. <laughs> I mean that with love. Um, so, <laughs> and if you want to share that love and you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now, as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we might read it out on the pod at the end of each episode. And please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast catcher of choice if you haven't yet already. Also, you can follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere but the app formerly known as Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod One, and that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman, the animated series podcast. You're goddamn right. And in the description of this episode, you'll find a tip jar where you can give us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. As we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. You're a comic artist? Legit? Will, where can Legit. I listen find you? Anywhere at Robson Inc. on the internet, or you can go to my website, speechcomics.com, where you can read free comics. Uh, you can buy my comic and stay up to date with everything about this cool, fat, ginger English guy sitting right here, speaking into your ear holes and just caressing them, making them nice. <laughs> my docile tones. Oh, yeah. oh I, don't like the fa- I don't like the face you make when you do this are voice. You, are you working out right now? Hmm? <laughs> are, you, are you driving to work? Hmm? Are you potentially in Tesco's doing your weekly shop? <laughs> Whatever you're doing, buy something from me. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. If you're driving, pull over. If you're shopping, park the trolley on the side. If you're lifting, save the next set in a few seconds. And pick up outbreaks. <laughs> yeah, go do that now. And go follow him on socials because he's going to be doing a lot of new social stuff in the new year. And try I, to. Yeah, and I shared your latest one that you did about setting up a premier comic book page. And it's gotten a ton of likes just by sharing it in the stories on Instagram. So, yeah, everybody go check that out. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. He's on all thems. And you'll be able to see those videos where he might be able to give you some cool tips along the way if you're an aspiring artist. Yeah. Or if you're Tip not. number one. Watch it anyway. Become a comic book artist. See tip number one. <laughs> all right, bud. It's our last category of the day, which is what you're putting in your holes. What are you filling and squishing in and cramming into those holes so tight that there's nothing else that can go in there? They're just full of content. What content are you filling them with? Tis the season for shitty Christmas content. And my God. Oh, no. Big, 
heaping piles of poo-poo doo-doo. Hang on, let me get the roasted rat back up. (laughs) (laughs) I watched, well, I watched maybe the first hour of, what was it called? The new Eddie Murphy Christmas movie on Amazon called... Candy Cane Lane, oh, I it's wait. Called. I saw him do a promo for this, and he's like, we wanted to make a Christmas classic you could watch every year, like The Grinch or It's a Wonderful Life. This movie is like that. He said those words, and I'm like, yes. Eddie Murphy, movie, how much are you being paid to say this? Because I know you're lying. It it just... I So I didn't know anything going into this movie, what it was going to be like. So it starts out fairly normal, like a guy living on a street where there's a Christmas tournament every year for the best lights kind of like in the grinch you know yeah, how like yeah. they they uh, cindy hi there she like puts up all of her lights so that's what i thought like okay and there was a couple things that made me laugh in the beginning where i was like oh okay that was that was kind of funny um i was like okay there's like and there's some i saw actors popped up i was like i like this guy like the the one guy from brooklyn 99 that becomes uh the uh, the head of the department at one point, the, you have the right to remain silent. Come on and party tonight. Oh, that yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. That guy, yeah. I know um, so there was a couple of laughs. And then, like, they go to a Christmas shop. And inside the Christmas shop is the lady. She's from Workaholics, the blonde lady. She's also in... Oh, I know uh, you're talking about. 21 she's Jump in, Street. Yes, 22 and, Jump Street. I think okay. it's... Yeah, yeah. That and one. Comb Enthusiasm, she's the one where she's wearing, like, the half shirt and her stomach's hanging out. <laughs> and Larry grabs onto his stomach when he's trying to fall off a roof and survives. Um, um, he's on the Jesus picture. And he's on the Jesus, yeah. yeah. She is, like, a really, like, eccentric woman in, like, this Christmas shop. And then the movie goes off the rails, bud. Suddenly there's CGI geese flying down from the sky. What? Pooping out, pooping out eggs and shooting them at people. And loads of other strange stuff. And then... All these toys start talking to Eddie Murphy and they're like, oh, she's a witch and has turned us into to like people. And one of them's Nick Offerman at doing the worst fucking English accent I've ever heard in my life. Why is he English? Nick Offerman is doing like a Cockney accent and it's it is so bad. <laughs> I feel like you need to. Get well, I say to you, good day, brother. He's like, there. What does he say? He's like, they're trying to do my thing over there. And it's like. That's just an American accent with with you. This is like Dick Van Dyke set the bar for terrible Cockney accents. You just raised it, good sir. This is fucking <laughs> dreadful. Uh, and I had to turn it off the moment I saw CGI geese like shooting eggs at people, and then it turned into like we got to find the five golden rings, like the the five golden rings to undo the curse. Like that, I was like, what happened to this movie? It was like a guy where. He was get he got fired and his wife's getting a promotion and now like there's CGI geese like oh it was just fucking dreadful and I thought it was going to be better than the other Christmas <laughs> I don't like that at all I feel like, I feel like I feel like Dennis in Always Sunny when they play the eh buzzer at the Family Feud game. I fucking hate that. Oh, thank you, Mike. You made my day. 
Okay. Fine then. I won't share. I won't share. Oh that no, that was. Oh, I should. I should only break Robson's it out. Robson's quitting. That's the name of this new song. <laughs> Robson's <laughs> quitting. Fuck he's, you. Do this podcast by yourself. He's a, he's a sensitive soul. No, please. I want to know how it ends. I didn't watch the rest of that film, but I did watch another Christmas movie that was fucking atrociously bad. <laughs> I <go>. thought. <laughs> I thought the uh, Christmas movie I watched the other day where. The lady was like in the hot air balloon and stuff. And oh, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Really, really with, uh, what's her name? Brandy. Brandy. Cherry liqueur, whatever the fuck her name is. Cherry um, <laughs> I thought that was bad. I watched this movie. I can't even remember what it was called. It was called like, I Believe in Santa Claus or some stupid shit like that. I don't even remember the name. It was a movie about a guy. And the reason I, I watched it is because it said, a couple starts seeing each other. And then at Christmas, she realizes that her new boyfriend that she's fallen head over heels with believes in Santa Claus. So I was like, oh, that sounds like an that interesting sounds fun. premise. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you're saying, like, ew, my, like, I've got the major I've got the now, ick, yeah. Yeah, because he believes in Santa. Okay, that's the main plot of the film, right? That's what's advertised. Me and my wife had to look it up. It wasn't until the 51 or 55 minute mark that that's ever mentioned. Why? And that's Why wouldn't over, you go in immediately with that? That is over halfway of the runtime. So Great your night. act one plot setup happens in the midst of act two. There's this guy in it who is definitely older than he looks he's like i'm a 35 year old guy i'm like no you're like a 55 year old guy okay you look like shit and he falls in love with this woman uh, and it's it's all it's it's absolute garbage uh there is one actress in it who is uh plays the kid ellie in haunting of hill house and she's also in a bunch of other movies that we looked at where i was like this lady's in like hit after hit i'm like she's the biggest actress in this movie this child actress i'm like this is below her pay grade why is she in this shit but as we were watching this movie i looked it up the main guy in it who was a terrible actor he wrote the film and the the guy that he falls in love with is his wife in real life and it was so funny because my wife was like, oh, these people were terribly put together. Like they have like zero on-screen chemistry. And that's pretty funny since they've been married for like fucking 15 years. Anyway, that was a garbage movie where yeah, he the, the main plot wasn't revealed until halfway through the film. And, uh, you know, I'm done talking about it. It was just so fucking bad. I don't know why I just lower my standards to absolute garbage when it because it's christmas and you do this every year i just because i just want the christmas vibe yeah you and i don't know why do you save all the the ones you like for like later on in the month then i've been watching ones i like as well i watched uh christmas with the cranks the other day yeah but something i like finding like watching new and finding new like that eight bit christmas was okay yeah that was Um, good i liked your christmas or mine that was on uh, amazon last year yes that see that was yeah that that was was an acceptable one where they switch family christmases yeah so that's why, like, I like new content. I do like to yeah, consume things I get I've never seen before. I'm not much, too much of a rewatcher. Well, I watch some things I've never seen before. I watched Oppenheimer for the first time. I, well, I don't want to. I haven't seen Oppenheimer or Barbie, so I don't want to talk about it for any spoilers. No, I won't talk about any spoilers. Um, I would just say that I was surprised at why it's gotten so much praise. I first of all, it's way too long. I don't know why you chose to watch Oppenheimer after you had Thanksgiving and your girlfriend falls asleep on the sofa. Like that was, and you've been cooking all day and you've you've had family over. I don't know. We were saving it. Hey, let's put on dad's movie and all fall asleep. Like that was a strange choice. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can see like, you know, the value of Christopher Nolan that he put into it. And I can see like the, the, all of the actors that were involved. You see, you know, some titties. 
of someone, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, it had everything I like. It had Christopher Nolan, famous actors, titties. <laughs> I had me, you had me in titties. It was the third thing you said, but really got me there. I dropped that bomb. Hey, what are you like a 13 year old boy right now? It had, it had titties. <laughs> yeah, it did. Of, of an actress I really fancy. So I was like, hey, oh, that's. God, you're- you fucking brain in your penis. Is your brain your penis? Like, is, is your brain actually in your penis? And there's nothing up there. Anyway, moving on. So the movie was slow. It was way too long. And I just, I don't know. It like, it didn't propel forward enough for me. It was like, you know, Chris Nolan likes to be all over the place. It was too all over the place. And I'm like, buddy, put some fucking narrative together. I just don't like what you're doing here. So I can't, I gotta say, I'm, I'll never watch it again, and I wasn't the biggest fan. And I was surprised because I thought I would like it. Because Fair enough. I, I don't like everything Nolan does. I mean, I didn't like Interstellar. I thought, and I love Interstellar. Terrible. I love that movie. I think it was great. But yeah, Oppenheimer was just not for me. So was disappointed by that. I've watched um, RoboDoc, which is the documentary all about the making of Robocop, and I really enjoyed that. It was long. It was like four episodes, and they were each like an hour and 20 minutes. But it was it was really cool to see how difficult that movie was to put together all of the things that like could have caused it to just completely fail and how it was this like complete commentary on what's going on in like Reagan's America and stuff like that. And I just thought it was an excellent documentary made me actually appreciate Robocop way more as a film and the level of like detail that went into things and the budget that they had that was so tiny compared to what they used it for so some really clever stuff but yeah it just it's a really great documentary for anyone out there and also all the toys that were made for that movie and it was such a fucking violent movie and i'm like yeah, i yeah. saw it so young and that guy with the face melting the face melting guy who's like <laughs> he like walks up to him and the guy's reaction like jesus fucking christ what is this oh, mutant when, when that when that van hits him and it's just water that's just so <laughs> so well done like it's that guy so, was so well done. how so fucked up that he was just goo yeah so the fact and that his he was head rolls up was amazing yeah i love it so much i love um, the uh robocop police car we had as kids that was awesome yeah we use that for batman all the time batman mm-hmm. games all the time as well uh and then i watched jingle all the way i've obviously seen it loads but it was a great comfort i was doing some christmas decorating and put up jingle all the way and i was like this is one of the films that makes it into my early december christmas watch list you know like it's not like big about christmas it's more about you know him getting the toy and christmas is coming and all it's of a, that it's stuff. a romp yeah it's really good fun and um what was i doing i was watching a movie last night i was w- watching matilda and i recognized the music and i was like this sounds because i had just watched jingle all the way i was like this sounds exactly like the same music from jingle all the way and i looked it up and it was the same composer and i thought it was going to be randy newman because it sounded very randy newman mm-hmm. But it's David There's Newman. There's a little girl and she's got the powers. And Danny DeVito is directing this film. And he's <laughs> in it as well. And jingle all the way. Happy holidays. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. <laughs> he's flying through the sky. Hey, what a guy. <laughs> Buddy, I'll tell you right now. What's really interesting is that it's David Newman, Randy Newman's brother, that composes. Hello, I'm David movies. Newman. <laughs> I don't. I don't sing. I just play the same type of music. Oh, he plays like the doop 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 doop. And then finally, 
And then finally, I'm still watching the new season of Fargo and loving it. I haven't watched episode three yet. I need to watch that. Yes, you do. But you were right. Last time you said the first episode is very well made, and it was indeed very well made. It's gripping, right? Like, you're like, I can oh, tell I'm you. In. Do you want to know who my favorite character is in the show? Is it the a man does this and a man does this guy? Nope. It's uh, John Hamm's son, the guy from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, he's great. He is such a tool. And it's executed so, like, he will say, like, a cool line and then smoke a vape, like, which yes. is just not a cool thing to do. Yes. And, like, he goes to, like, a convenience store and he gets, like, fucking the Spicy most- jerky. He gets spicy jerky. He's like, oh, too spicy. And also yeah. he drinks like a Mountain Dew. Like he's such a. He's they, a brat. No, but he's a child, really. Like, yeah, he's a he fucking is. kid yeah. with a gun. And he's the epitome of like a lot of what's wrong for me politically with like young Republicans in America. And that guy just epitomizes that so well. He does. But he's just a, he's a privileged douche nozzle. And it's yeah. just done really Play, well. Playing sheriff, right? Playing dress up. Like he wears that sheriff yeah, yeah. jacket. Yeah, and, and in the first episode, he like thinks he's big and bad and he causes a, a major problem. So it's, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. I love a character like that. All right, bud. Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Do you have anything you want to add before we jet off? Go watch Fargo season, what is it, five? Yeah, it is season five. Yeah, they've yeah, done a season lot of seasons. Season five. Yeah. And join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Bye. Doodles! It is freezing. It is fucking cold. Yes, I, I've been freezing my ass off in a Christmas market today. I've been very chilly. Very Christmas chilly. market. Christmas. I met Santa. Wubby. You I met, met Santa. Santa Claus today? Yeah, we we got some friends of of my girlfriend staying. We went to go. It was her first. She's only one. So it was this. Uh, sorry, the friend has a child <laughs> when we took to see Santa. Only one year old friend. Yeah. So she's known him for a year. <laughs> and it was her first time meeting Santa. And Ooh. it's it was like I get because she was a bit scared and I get it. Like you go well, into she's this. Only like, one. I know. And you go and suddenly you're going. It's freezing cold and you're going to this like shadowy shack because Santa's in there with like space heaters surrounding him to keep Santa's warm. Santa's freezing his snowballs <laughs> off. Oh. <laughs> his sacks off. That would have been better. But oh, sorry. Was, yeah. Comedy yeah, police I mean, over here. I got gotcha. you. Uh, but yeah, she was like, "What? Wh- what's happening? She wanted to get out a few times, but she then got to choose a gift. So she was happy about that from underneath the tree. Cute. And I was like, I was like, bye, Santa. And he's like, goodbye, little boy. Goodbye, Alexander <laughs> Robson, main host of Batman, the animated series podcast. Oh, I'm a listener, avid. Did you want a Mondo Batman figure this Christmas? <laughs> I got you one. It's a bit hard for my elves to build that fucking expensive shit. <laughs> Sorry, I took a drink at the worst time there. Do you think Santa um, will write into the podcast? Oh, that would be amazing. You should do that, that at Christmas on our Christmas episode. That would be fantastic. I'm in. I want to do it. Santa, write in, please. <laughs> Someone out there is going to write in pretend to be Santa. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, you, I'm cold. Do you I've need got to a, tell me something? I've got a sweatshirt on, which I, I never wear. I'm a T-shirt and shorts guy all year round. 
and I never like to wear socks, but right now I'm fucking freezing. I, I, I feel like I need to go put some trousers and some socks and even shoes on. I'm like, I'm so cold. It's 17 degrees in the house. Like it is cold. You, and you run hot just like me. So it's, it's very cold if you're, yeah. if you're cold. Yeah. I run super hot. My hands are icicles right now. I'm even drinking scotch without ice just because that's how cold it is. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's like survival scotch where you're like, oh, it's, it warms my bones. Well, it's thinning the blood and making you think it's warming your bones. But yeah, I get what you mean. All right, wanky cunt. I didn't actually think <laughs> that there's a medicinal like thing behind it. I didn't mean there was. Yeah. Actually, you'll find that fucking... What is, did you learn that in the one day that you paid attention in fucking college where you went drunk and hung over out of your fucking mind? Yeah, do you know you can't read in your dreams, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Learned that shit on the streets of Gotham. Um, is there anything you... I, I felt like you wanted to tell me something because you're like, oh, don't talk to me until we hit record. Yeah, because I, I knew you were going to say something about my jaw sweatshirt. And I was like, well, it's, it's just because I was cold. That's what I'm saying. This is the oh, only okay. sweatshirt I own. This, this is it. It's a cool It's a cool hoodie. I like it. I know, but it's it's so nice and white that I don't wear it out because... I know me, and the first thing I eat or drink, it'll just go bleh. Like, it'll be ruined. It'll really look like Jaws ate something over it. It's really comfy and soft, and it's got my favourite movie on it. Isn't that fun? That's a, that's a lovely little hoodie. Well done. I, I wonder put, if Santa will bring you a new hoodie this Christmas. I could put my hood on. Oh, it's a huge hood. Oh, you look like um, Fat Assassin's Creed. Fat <laughs> Assassin's Creed. I've gone back in time. To see my forefathers and what they ate. <laughs> Fat Assassin's Creed. You're sent on missions not to kill people, but to <laughs> hunt turkey and like I deer. Read, I read some, one of my ancestors from 400 years ago ate the best sandwich of his life. I must taste that sandwich for myself. <laughs> Fat Assassin's Creed. Did you ever see that movie with uh, Fastbender? Of course not. I had, it was fucking garbage. I never saw it either. I never even pl- I played like one game. And I was like, this is all right. I don't get what the, the big deal is. I'm glad he got that killer role because he's, he's taken a lot of stinkers. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he was a good Magneto. But, um, yeah, but that was like 15 years ago. It was a long time ago. I know because that was when I was like, oh, he'd be a great James Bond. Now he's way too old. Hmm. Unfortunately, he would have been a good like 60s Bond. You know what? He'd be a good Lex Luthor if you shaved his head. Oh, he would be. He would be. It. Well, what's his face is now Lex Luthor, uh, uh, allegedly. Um, Are we supposed to be doing a podcast? Like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Just We're just chatting. having a chat. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> All right.